Welcome, welcome, welcome to Run Mama Run. I'm your host, Michelle Schroff. Run Mama Run is a community of women that love, cheer, and desire the absolute best for each other. Give us a follow on Instagram, runmama.run, and Facebook, and our website. Welcome to Run Mama Run. This is our very first episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, I wanted to start our podcast with four of the most amazing girls, and they're that awesome because they're mine. So I'd like to introduce you to Savannah, Sierra, Skylar, and Sailor. Thank you girls so much for joining us today. Hello, hello, this is Skylar. Oh, we're so glad to be here. Thanks for having us, Mom. Great, great, great. Um, so the whole purpose of us doing our podcast is we really wanted to um, just come alongside of women of all ages, all cultures, all backgrounds. And today we wanted to talk about what it means to not only be a woman, because it just sounds so vague and generic when I say that, but what it actually means to um, be a woman among women. Um, so I'd like to start with my very first question. Are you ladies ready? I know this is your first time on a podcast and you guys are so quiet. It's hilarious. Um, so I want to ask each of you when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? Who wants to go first? Well, <clears throat> growing sailor. up, <laughs> sailor, <laughs> um, growing up, I wanted to be a secret agent <laughs> slash singer slash missionary. <laughs> So um, it was a little confusing, I'm not going to lie, but that is what I wanted to be. And Sailor is all of them now. That's it. <laughs> I have accomplished all my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sky, you want to go next? Yeah. Um, oof. Um, how, how young are we talking? Right? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Uh-oh. I know she's going to talk about it. I think I wanted to be a fashion designer first. Like, mm. that was, like, I think the first real job that I wanted was to be, like, a fashion designer, like... That was like the, I think, I don't know. Do you guys agree? Do you guys think that was like the first yeah. real job that I wanted? Yeah, yeah, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, just a fashion designer. And then, you know, of course, the older you get, the more it changes. But I think it kind of stuck for a while wanting to be a fashion designer. I think it went from eight to like 13, me yeah. wanting to be like a fashion designer. Yeah, and I think I think your desire to be a fashion designer because I do remember you designing clothes <laughs> and you used to show me the designs and you were like, "Mommy, so I want to make this outfit and I want to sell it and I want to give all the money to children in Africa <laughs> so they can have food and water." <laughs> I remember that. Do you girls remember that? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what about you, Savannah? Um, I think growing up, I I think first it was a veterinarian. And then I realized I wouldn't be able to help people in the capacity. So <clears throat> I changed to doctor and then um, it was missionary and then a midwife, which I think I'll eventually go into later. Mm. For me, um, I always wanted to be a mom and I am a mom, which is really special. I have come to be exactly what I wanted to be. I also wanted to be a teacher which didn't happen, but um, always a mom. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that, um, well, one-third of Sailor wanted to, but, but that all of you wanted to do something where you um, cared for others. So, and even a fashion designer, the idea, I, I remember when um, you guys were little and you would always kind of filter things through, like, 
can that help people? I remember having the conversation with Savannah when she w- told me she wanted to be a veterinarian. And <laughs> um, I said, oh, that's great. And, and, and two weeks later, she's like, I think I want to be a doctor because veterinarians, they just help animals. So it was really cool to see how you translated uh, that you wanted to help animals to helping people not Mm. that animals aren't important because you have a little farm of your own savannah so and then sierra i remember when you were little you were my little vacuumer you were like the only kid i knew at three years old that wanted a vacuum and all of the fixins for house cleaning and you were washing dishes at two and you just always wanted to just help around the house and help me feed babies that was your number one calling i remember when we brought sailor home you were like can i feed her can i feed? and you were what how old were you when sailor came home four mm-hmm. you were four years old <laughs> i know didn't i let you change a diaper once or twice mm-hmm. yeah i remember that <laughs> did a great job by the way um our next question is that was it difficult growing up in a house full of women not counting me, there are six girls in, your, in our family. We have 10 kids, and six of those are girls. I think probably the most difficult part in that was um, sharing everything and not really having anything of your own. Um, when I first got married, that was something that was a new aspect. I married an only child, and he, he everything that he had was his own. And for me, I didn't have anything that was just like my own, which I was okay with, but we shared everything, so. I loved growing up in a house with all women because you have built-in best friends. Mm -hmm. So whether you're fighting one day or at each other's throats, but if something happens to you outside of the house, like you better prepare because your sisters are, Mm -hmm. they have your back, they are your best friends. So it was just such a constant in my life that I knew I would never be alone in anything that I did. And I think that we we're all raised to support each other and to be, um, yeah, just, just super supportive of each other. And so I knew if there was a, a, a victory in my life, I'd, I was able to come home and, and share that with my sisters. And that was so exciting for me. Um, and then even in the midst of like heartbreak or, or other real life issues growing up in your like teenage years, you knew that no matter what, your sisters would be home and you'd be able to talk it out with them or have sleepovers. And it was just, it was really special growing up with sisters. Yeah, um, I, I agree. And I also think too, like, I, I don't really view our house as like um, a house full of women until like someone brings it up. I feel like, but I feel like now that I look at my life and now being married, like seeing how like, um, how I've learned so much from like you guys and like especially from the women aspects of my life and seeing that a lot of like um, my courage comes from like each aspect of mm. you guys and like um, each attributes comes from each of you guys and just seeing that and like it wouldn't have been possible if it, I wasn't raised with like a bunch of women and even like I feel like with all of us our hearts for women like I feel like it wouldn't have been developed if we weren't being raised in a house full of women you know what I mean and so just seeing that like in my own life like I don't really I kind of sometimes forget like I'm like we did have a lot of girls in our house and I didn't realize it until now and I didn't realize how big of a blessing it was because at first I think when I was younger I kind of saw it as like a curse in a way (laughs) you know what I mean I was like oh like I just have a (laughs) bunch of pretty sisters and like oh my gosh like I'm never gonna be able to find a husband that's true right like like literally and so um but now like being older and realizing that a lot of my um 
not even attributes, but a lot of things that the Lord has developed in me has been because I've been raised with women. And even the way I can talk to women, it's like, oh, I've been raised with sisters. You know what I mean? Oh, I've been raised with an amazing mom. And so just seeing that. And so, yeah. That's good. That's good. And you know, with that, would you guys agree that um, sisters, you because the old adage is you guys can be the best of friends and the worst of enemies. Would you guys agree with that? Would you agree that it's difficult to find that middle ground? I would say, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that's with anybody. Um, that's just how relationships are. But I would say that at times, of course, it was hard, but there were so many more times where I could count on my sisters, like me being one of the youngest um, sisters, I've been able to be like, hey, I'm really struggling with this. And being able to have three amazing older sisters to lean on and to um, ask for advice and seeing seeing them walk through life and me being able to learn from it. Um, and then also like, they're, they were, they've always been there for me. Like regardless of where I've been, they've always been there for me to to um, give me advice or even just to be a friend. And that's what is so incredible is like, they're my best friends and I can completely be myself. Like me and Skylar, um, we're just talking yesterday about this. Like we're able to actually be be friends and not have to worry about what we're saying and have to worry about, oh, I need to act a certain way around them. Like we can 100, mm. 100% completely be ourselves. So I would say absolutely, but also it's, it's, so, much, it's so much more um, on, on friends than anything. Right. And there's like that vulnerability that like, cause that's what we were talking about yesterday is like, I feel like I can be so vulnerable with my sisters, but with that vulnerability also comes that, um, pros and cons of, um, you guys do have that power of when I am vulnerable to actually, and this goes with everyone, but I think especially with sisters, you guys know more about me than I think anyone does. You guys see me at my best and my worst. And so Mm -hmm. there comes that, um, there can be division and how the enemy so uses that division amongst sisters. And I think, um, that's why, uh, Um, I think in this day and age that sisters don't get along is because we're the most vulnerable with each other and we don't use it. um, We don't use it to benefit each other. But I think that's something that I've like, I've been really blessed that like I have sisters that don't use my weakness against me and that they actually strengthen me in that. But at the same time, I see where that's, it's been a struggle for me, like to use um, y'all's weakness against you and be like, Oh, they're just, you know what I mean? And I think that's where that, um, that struggle comes is not using each other's weakness against each other. It's, it is very similar to being married. I feel like having a sister, I don't know if you guys agree, but like, it's literally like being married. Like you guys know more about me than I know about. Sometimes I know about myself cause you guys are looking from an outward, um, perspective, but you guys have that, um, power to say, to either literally make me feel weaker or make me feel stronger. And luckily you guys do make me feel stronger, but I feel like that's where a lot of, um, division can happen amongst sisters. Good point. I think a lot of the vulnerability, too, has developed over the years of us, I mean, even becoming now that all four of us are official adults, <laughs> um, but being able to be there for one another and our relationship has completely changed more than a sibling relationship, more so um, to a friendship. So I completely agree. Yeah, and and I, I love listening to you guys talk about your relationships and uh, with each other. And also, um, I like that you guys really encourage each other and lift each other up because I know that there are times that there's comparison and there's competition. And how do you guys deal with that with each other? 
I love this question. I was thinking about this um, a couple of days ago. I think that comparison, um, especially within the realm of faith and in different messages, it sounds so cool to say that comparison is the thief of all joy. But as much as I see the heart behind that, I don't actually agree with that statement. And the reason is, I think that comparison is, it's a very natural way of life. It's, it's, it's the ability to look at two things and draw the contrast. It's just another word for contrast. And I think how comparing something that can be super innocent makes you feel is where that joy can be stolen. Because you can look at one sister and say, wow, she's so gifted at singing and wow, Sky is so Sky's so gifted at, at art and at, at drawing and creativity. And Savannah, Savannah is so, um, she's so caring and she's so gentle. But I, instead of saying, but I, that in itself was comparing me, comparing Savannah to Skylar to Sailor. But looking at those things, and, and I think if you shift your perspective on comparison to, there's a distance between her and I. For, for example, Sailor, Sailor sings, I don't sing. But looking at Sailor and saying, Sailor sings, but she inspires me to live my dream of... To work hard at... Exactly, exactly. So you can use comparison as a motivator, Mm -hmm. a very healthy, beautiful motivator, or you can use it as a way to let insecurity take over or let the fear of being left behind take over. And and that's where I think having a very healthy... um, view and relationship with comparison when you grow up in a house with sisters is so important because you can either let comparison eat away at your relationships or comparison can be a really healthy addition to getting you into where you want to be, getting you on the movement of your dreams or or trying to maybe even take on um, an attribute of someone that you admire. Um, You can't admire something that someone else has that you don't have without comparison. So if you look at it in a healthy and beautiful way, it can be the best motivator to become better than you are today. Um, Another thing is if you are using comparison to draw a contrast between you and someone who you think is at a lower level than you, that's where comparison is so dangerous. If you're using it to feel better about yourself instead of motivate yourself to become better. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that you brought up comparison and really didn't bring up the competition side of things because I think us four really haven't had a competition in a way. It's always been comparison. And I I don't really find, like even getting ready today, I was thinking about what you guys were going to wear and not... I, and it wasn't to be better than, or it was more of a, okay, are we going to go and um, look around the same? Are we going to, and it wasn't really a competition of who was going to look better. It was more of a comparison of yeah one I, and the other. Right. And, but I also think too, like in my own heart, I have created a competition between you guys in my own mind, not saying it's right at all. And um, hopefully someone can relate with me on this, that it, it is wrong. But like, I remember like Sierra, when she got engaged, like automatically my flesh and Satan had made it a competition in my mind and saying, oh, no, I should be getting married first or I should be. And how the enemy does that, like how he created a competition of, oh no, th- she needs to be having a baby first. She needs to, she needs to be in a relationship first. And just how like there's that wrongful competition, but how as women we go, oh no, like it's fine. 
but in reality is it, it I think that it harmed our relationship so much and thankfully yeah. the Lord thankfully first of all Sierra was so gracious and so you were so loving to me in that in that inc- in that inc- incident um, you you were so gracious to me, but in a way, I created that competition, and so I see that in sister, like in sisterhood, how the enemy will weave in comparison, how he will weave in. Um, and I love what you said about comparison because that's so true. I think so many women feel guilty for comparing themselves, yeah. but instead, that with that guilt, they put shame and they put, and then they start going, "But I can't do that." But I, but if they just um, used it to motivate and to push themselves, but at the same time, it's I think it's also that competition that yeah. I I. Think think it has destroyed a lot of um, relationships and even has um, put our relationships in jeopardy. But at the same time, how the Lord is so faithful to be like, no, like this life isn't a competition. You guys are running side by side, how you guys are pushing each other. And so, um, but I will say in my own heart, I've, I've made it a competition, but I've seen how it has hurt our relationship. And I think someone just needs to hear that today. Like whoever's listening that like, maybe like your younger siblings, maybe having a baby before you or getting married before you don't make it a competition because it's not a competition or even this, um, siblings getting a job before you or this sister succeeding more than you. It's not a competition. You know what I mean? I think, uh, it's really interesting that you guys brought this up because, um, I had been writing a little bit about just being enough and how wouldn't it be so amazing that, you know, like Sierra mentioned, Sailor Sings. Sierra Sierra's an amazing writer. Sierra has just uh, out of this world wisdom. And I would say all four of you are very wise. But, you know, when I think about that, I'm like, how much you guys can, you know, sharpen each other, how much you guys can learn from each other. And, the, you know, just the mindset of I have to be just like her. Well, no, you know, Sailor is Sailor, Sierra is Sierra. And you guys were given special gifts and talents that no one else in this world has and can do can do it the way that you can do it. So why not come together? And, you know, I, I'm a horrible cook. I mean, I'm awful. So I literally will call Sierra and Savannah and Skylar and I'll say, Hey, I need, I need some help with this recipe or Hey, family dinner Sunday. I need some help. And I think just even being vulnerable with that, with the competition and comparison, what counteracts that competition and comparison is humbling yourself and being vulnerable with each other and saying, I'm struggling with this. Right. You know, I, I need to be better at this. Maybe we can all take a cooking class together. Right. You know, maybe maybe Skylar can show us how to make that soup that she makes that we all love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just think about and what that does to not only us as being family, but the body of Christ. Absolutely. I think another way to have a really healthy, like you said, being vulnerable is so important in, in creating healthy comparison. Um, another way to create healthy comparison, especially with people who are close to you, is, is what's your first reaction to comparison? Is it um, looking back at you and, like you said, feeling shame or feeling just, just oh, I'm not, I'm not enough? Or is it to celebrate that person's win? And I think that's where, us as sisters, we've challenged ourselves so much when we watch each other succeed, is what's our first reaction? Is it oh my gosh, Sky, that's amazing. I am so proud of you. And then later think, wow, I want to be able to be like that one day. And then look at that as hope or look at that as, as an exciting thing or look at that as a place to be vulnerable and reach out for help to better yourself in that area. But I think if your first reaction to someone else's win isn't 
celebration, that is where comparison can completely not only steal your joy or steal um, anything that you have that you might be overlooking, but it also steals pieces of your relationship. It damages. Um, And so I think that what mom said was so good of when you realize that there's an area in your life where you might not be as good or you might not be um, at the same level as someone, but being vulnerable in that. But your first reaction when you find something good about someone else should be to celebrate them. Right. And I think it started off too with mom. Like I never had seen mom like compare with her friends. I never had seen mom. I saw mom always rejoice when dad succeeded. I always Mm -hmm. seen, and I, I really do think that's important even for moms to know what their daughters is. You guys are the example like you, if you're comparing yourself constantly to your friends, then your daughters are going to constantly compare themselves to each other. If you're constantly making it a competition of whose house looks better and whose, then your daughters are going to do that. And that's something, and not to say it's all on you, but I will say like mom has set an amazing example. And I think yeah. a, a big reason why I would feel convicted in those things and why I would is because then I'd go mom, like mom always like uplifted even us because mom like mom could even I know moms that get jealous of their daughters and but mom never did mom was always so supportive of us and our goals and our dreams and she never compared with us or never like she never even compared us and like oh well Sierra does this why aren't you doing this like she never even pinned us up against each other so I think that helped also with that competition um side of she was a peacemaker and so yeah that's a really good point and I'd also just say like it is a thing, you know, comparison, and it is a thing between sisters. And I would just say knowing that it is a thing, that it is a struggle, and it does cause disunity. And it's not easy. It's not It's not something that you can just kind of put under the rug and be like, oh, like, we don't compare. We do. We absolutely do. And I think that's, or even competition, like, that is something that all sisters, I believe, struggle with. And I think that's when you call it out and you say, you know what, this is something that all sisters struggle with. And that's when we need to keep each other accountable. That's when we do, we need to be lifting each other up and saying, yeah, like this is something that I see in you and it's so strong and so incredible. And it actually knowing that about yourself and even what mom says, um, my mom says all the time is like drawing a circle around yourself and working on that. I also just think that like that is so important to know like you know what absolutely I struggle with comparison. Absolutely I struggle with competition but knowing that's something that I struggle with and knowing that you know what in the people even that I that I feel that with I can go up to them and be like hey I'm really struggling with this like can you please help me out like what what do you think I should do how do you think I should and going to the Lord about it too going to God and being like Lord like I need your strength to not think about myself all the time not think about how I can be better or how I, I can get to those goals but actually be like okay how can I how can I help and stand behind my sisters and how can I help and stand behind these people that are wanting to succeed in this in this thing you know so I think Sierra is actually really good at that when she discovers that we have a, you know, a gift or a talent and we're working on something. There, Her and her husband, her, I mean, you and your husband, Peter, are so awesome about just coming alongside and, and helping us succeed at whatever we're doing. And it's such a beautiful example to the rest of us because there's times that we feel like, oh, no, we've got this, we've got this. And you guys will just show up at the front door and be like, oh, no, you guys are going out on a date. You guys need to, that's actually what me and dad are doing tonight. Me and Clay are doing tonight. We're going on a date. And you guys just show up and say, no, 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 you guys are going. Thank you very much. We'll watch the little kids. So, and and what I also love about you guys, too, Sailor kind of touched on it, was that you guys can go to each other and say, you know what, I noticed this is what's going on in you, and I want to help you. 
You know, it's not so much I want to beat you over the head with, you know, with scriptures or with, you know, Pinterest quotes, but I really and truly want to come alongside of you and I want to help. Let me know what I can do to help. So, and that's totally on y'all. That's not, that's not me. So, but thank you for all the sweet little, little things. Um, but my next question is looking out. So we, we've talked about sisterhood, you know, as far as y'all were, were once troughs and I have one left. <laughs> um, so looking out, outside of these four walls, do you ladies feel more equipped in having friendships with women? Heck yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, again, I, I think I was talking to you on the phone the other day about like, how like all of us like I think Savannah, Sailor, and Sierra like even with you and Stella and Sequoia like there are so many different characteristics of each and every single one of you guys that now wor I work with women like I and now knowing that like in a way like I envision myself talking to Sequoia, I envision myself talking to Savannah, and I envision myself talking to a Sailor because all of you guys have different um, um, characteristics of your guys' self, mm. and it has equipped me in a way to know how to communicate. Hey, maybe, like, I know, Sierra knows, like, I know if I'm going to go to Sierra, Sierra's going to be my go-getter of, no, come on, like, you got this, let's go. Savannah's definitely the comforter. Savannah's definitely mm. the one that, but, and even Sailor. Sailor's definitely the one will show comfort for a little bit, but then she's like, okay, we're done, let's go. <laughs> like, but I know that that's how they like to be communicated with in that same way. So if I get faced with a woman who's like Savannah, I know I'm not going to be like, let's go. Like, woo. Like it's more, you know, of, you, you bring up an interesting point, Skylar, because we are all very different. Yes. Very, <laughs> very different. So really quick, if you don't mind me interrupting you, Skylar, let's really quick go around and share our Enneagram. <laughs> Just for funsies. We're on a seven, clearly. Skylar. Yeah. Uh, here, seven. What's your wing, Sky? Um, I think it's a wing six. It's said, yeah. wing, it's said wing eight, but means they talked yesterday. And Can I'm you like give like loyal. a quick, for anyone who doesn't know what an That's Enneagram right. is, give yes. a quick yes. like explanation of yeah. what your number stands for. So seven is more like energetic, adventurous, kind of a little bit crazy, clearly. Um, and then wing six would be like loyalist, like um, kind of thing. But like seven is mainly like, seven is mainly like the crazy kind, like the one She's that the wants to one. Out. She's the one you want at every <laughs> birthday right. party. If you need <laughs> like not a dance a party started, you call Skylar. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so <not> a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> at a party, not a funeral. <laughs> what about you say? Um, I am a uh, six, so I am a loyalist. So I'm kind of in between. It's kind of funny because I took it and I'm a six, um, but I also took it again and I'm a three. So I'm like, these are so different. Um, but a uh, uh, six is like a loyalist. And, and what does that mean? What is a loyalist? Somebody that stands beside um, somebody else and is just supportive mm -hmm. and uplifts and um, is just there for them. Wow. That sounds like you. <laughs> but you are a three. That's Sierra. What, you want to yeah. share yours? And so then. I'm a three. Um, I'm a three wing two. And threes are characterized for just being very um, motivational and very go-getter. Um, but the weaknesses for threes are they um, they put all of their worth in achievement. And also, my. so I'm a three wing two. And the three wing two specifically cares way too much about what other people think of them and their perceptions. Um, one of the strengths is that they usually are very empathetic and they get a read on people very well and they know exactly what someone needs. But because you 
can read people so well, you also know when people are disappointed in you. And so I identify with that <laughs> so well. Um, also, Oprah's a three, so. Well, then, <laughs> you, that's it. Well, I've always thought I, you were an Oprah, honestly. <laughs> I think God's a seven, so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, I'm also a six. I'm a six wing seven. Um, so loyalist. Um, I thought it was interesting that I'm wing seven because I'm definite introvert. Um, but I think that it just went to wing seven because I don't really necessarily fall into the wing five. Mm. Um, I can't really remember what the five was. What is a five? I think I'm scared to say it if I'm wrong, but I think a five is the individualist. Okay. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I, I'm wing seven though. So, but I think be, I don't, I'm not the outgoing go-getter type seven. Um, I'm the introverted type seven. So love it. Awesome. Um, and I'm a, I, every time I take it, I get something different, but overall 15th time I took it, it was a seven wing eight. I agree. And a seven, once again, is the entertainer. Um, and, the, and the good thing about that is I can definitely be a chameleon. I can walk into a room and fit in with anyone, relate to anyone. But the drawback, and this is something I struggle with, I hate bad news. I do not, I do not want you ruining my day with your bad news. So it's awful. And now what's really interesting is that my wing is eight, which is the advocate, which um, I'm very justice-minded. So I guess if you come to me with bad news, I'm going to really lose it. So <laughs> really probably not very healthy. Really think it through before you share with mom That's what right. happened. That's right. Really That's right. That's right. That is really true. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, hey, and I, I interrupted you, Skylar, on um, you guys feeling more equipped and having friendships with women. So I wanted to go back to that. So you think definitely yes, because you're able to get a good read on people. and Yes, but it can also be a con. Whereas okay. I put people to the expectations mm -hmm. of my sisters where as they can rely on me because I, I got it. I got my sisters that I can read their character. I can, you know, I'm more equipped in that area. But at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of cons to that. Whereas I expect people to um, treat me like my sisters would in a way. And like, not that my, not that friends do like, but I will say like, I do put my friends to the expectations of my sisters. Uh, they need like, they so that's your drawback. Me. That's my drawback yeah. of it. Of, I feel like it's equipped me, but at the same time, I'm like, Ooh, maybe it hasn't. Anyone else want to speak on that? No, I think that was so good. Yeah. I was, I was, was going to bring thorough. up the same point of, um, how cool it is that we have so many sisters and that we're all so different Yeah, because you understand other women so much better. I feel like women get put in this category of all women are the same. All women want the same thing. Um, but when you get to know different types of people and different personalities, it's so cool because you can learn, like Sky said, how to love on specific people in the best way. Um, I can't go motivate everyone and, and get everyone to chase their dreams. Like some people need to be sat down with and just listened to. And I learned that through having so much like quote unquote experience with other women, which has been really special. And I think going off of what Sierra said, um, it has helped because if we're struggling with a relationship with another woman in any other capacity, we may go to one another and 
um, just talk kind of through a circumstance and may hear a different point of view than what we may be thinking. Mm. I think one thing about the Enneagram, it's helped us understand other people's point of view a little bit more and having sisters and a mom who have a different Enneagram type than we do, we're able to understand their point of view a little bit more and their heart behind it as well. And I'd also say just like understanding women, period, like understanding like, oh, they're probably, I mean, like not probably, but you, you're wanting to like ask some more questions and be more like, this isn't about me. This is pro- this is about something else. So I want to get to know this and I want to make sure that you're okay. And I think that that came with sisters and being like, okay, when, when they're acting this certain way, it's not, it's like, you can't take it too personal. You need to be there for them. And I, I don't know. I think it, it's just given us a lot of experience in and having friendships and having like even even meeting people um just understanding like okay like when you first meet people they're this certain way and it's like it's not because of this and it's it's just not assuming as much and Mm. it's just like more of like taking experience and just being like okay like like they have this quality about them And, and like even what sierra was saying like like okay this is the time where I I need to be more compassionate and this is the time where I do need to be like okay like go get it go do it or whatever but it's like finding that middle finding that balance so so if I'm hearing you ladies correctly it sounds to me like because we have so many different women that that you guys were all raised with that you feel like you have a pretty good read on women in general and if you don't you can go talk to your sister and say, hey, help me understand this situation. And that's another thing that I absolutely do um, strive to be like you guys in that respect when you are having an issue with a friend that you guys don't hesitate. Like if someone, your sister will say, hey, wait a minute, you're wrong. You need to, you know, you need to be a better friend or you need to. So I'm very, I mean, I am, I'm very thankful for that. And just the wisdom that you guys are sharing today, I think that, um, for, for this podcast and for just the vision of Run Mama Run, I really want to bring women of all ages together, you know, backgrounds, everything. Today, simply, we're doing this because we are launching on Mother's Day, and I wanted to just share with the audience just what amazing women I just, I have under my, under my roof, and I know that there are, you know, tens of millions of um, women out there right now that, um, you know, maybe struck, maybe in a struggle, maybe having a difficult time. And um, I wanted to really just talk about issues right now, issues that are going on in 2020, you know, which leads to my next question, which is, you know, thank you so much for joining us today on the Run Mama Run podcast. Check us out on social media at runmama.run. And mamas, keep running.